Welcome back to our study in Second Peter. I'm Phil Robertson, joined by Mark Lloyd Sr. Yes. And on my back porch. On your back porch, the friendly confines yes. of the Lloyd household. And why are we doing it here today? Uh, because the building is under construction. Uh, there's a lot of sanding and painting and just a lot of work going on at the building. For those of you that have been joining us for assemblies, you know that we're uh, giving the interior a little bit of an upgrade and so a lot of noise at the building today well we had some noise here we've taken the chimes down <laughs> I, I can't do anything about the road noise and if a hawk comes through here you're just going to have to hear it but that's other right. than that that's all right i think we're ready to go yeah you may see us get a little bug-eyed if a deer <laughs> runs across the yard or something too but it's a pretty place out here along a millhopper uh is it Road Avenue, yeah. Millhopper? Mill, Millhopper Road. It's very nice. So that's where we are, live on location. But we are back in Second Peter. Thanks for joining us. We took a week off, but we are back today, and we want to get back into this wonderful Welcome visit. Welcome back, by the way. Yeah, have it's good, good to be back. Have a good visit out in Texas? I had a great visit out in Texas and uh, enjoyed hanging out with the Judson Road Church of Christ there in Longview. And, and your mama. And my mama. It uh, is nice to stay at home. Stay at home. So the accommodations were fantastic there as well. And the food, I'm sure. Uh, a lot of sofa pias. That's right. A lot of sofa pias. So enjoyed life in Texas. Well, let's get back into life in the first century. As it's told through the words of the Apostle Peter in 2 Peter chapter 1. And we'll begin in verse 12. Is yes. that right? All right. Here we go. So if you have the Heavenly Library with you, you will just grab 2 Peter and I'll begin reading in verse 12. Therefore, I intend always to remind you of these qualities, though you know them and are established in the truth that you have. I think it right, as long as I am in this body, to stir you up by way of reminder, since I know that the putting off of my body will be soon, as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. And I will make every effort so that my departure, so that at my departure, you may be able at that time to recall these things. For we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For when we received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was borne to him by the majestic glory, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice, born from heaven. We were with him on the holy mountain. And we have the prophetic word more fully confirmed, to which you will do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing that this, first of all, that no prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men speaking spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. I tell you, the first thing that jumps out to me at this is Peter knows his time is short, and somehow, some way, Jesus has made that clear to him. Well, in John 21, he said, you're going to be doing some things that you don't want to do at right. the end of your life. And if he is in Rome, in fact... He and Paul are probably the two primary mm -hmm. people 
that the Romans are after, if they're after Christians, mm -hmm. and if you nip them at the head, they would think. Right, take we, out Paul, if we and take, take out, out Peter. If we then, take out Peter, yeah. uh, then we may have this thing under control. So I think Peter is probably seeing the handwriting on the wall. Uh, I don't necessarily get that he's in prison at this time. He never mentions it. Right. Uh, but I think those are the signs that he is seeing. And he may be being told, even uh, by prophecy now, by the Lord, your time is close. Remember what I told you. Well, and, and, and that makes it even more powerful if you've ever uh, been with somebody on their deathbed or been with somebody near the end of their life. Well, what they have to say then is very important. Yes. And, and here's what Paul does. I found this interesting. Uh, notice verse 12. I'm here to remind you. Verse 13. I'm here to stir you. Uh, verse 14. I'm putting off my body. And so in verse 15, I'm going to make every effort so that you'll be able to recall all these things. Uh, th this is a man, desperate's probably not the right word, but convicted and on a mission to make sure Christians remember these important truths. I don't think he's desperate at all. Yeah. Um, I think he's looking forward to seeing the Lord. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And under those circumstances, I think he just wants to be sure um, that they have everything that they can have. And I would put here mm -hmm. uh, probably Mark and his gospel. Uh, most people tout, and I believe, uh, that Mark's gospel is probably just Peter uh, working through Mark right. to, to let uh, him be able to say what the life of Christ was uh, through Mark's writing. And I think that he's saying here, uh, I made sure that you have that gospel that you can read even about Christ and his life uh, that he's lived. Well, and that is a powerful point. Uh, we know Matthew wrote Matthew, Luke uh, wrote Luke, and and then certainly John, as yes. we studied, uh, wrote John. But Mark, more than likely, was sitting with Peter, uh, possibly in Rome, writing down everything that Peter is sharing with him. And, and it's a different account, a different eyewitness account. And then you throw in 1 Peter, persecution's coming up. Yes. Now 2 Peter, boy, I mean, Peter's like getting it all out. He's sharing it all here in these last few moments of his I, I, life. I picture Mark in his last few years with Peter uh -huh. uh, as being like Timothy is to Paul. Uh, he's just following him around. And you know what Peter's doing. He is talking, he's talking, he's talking about Christ. And what is Mark doing? He's just writing all these things down. <laughs> just, Here's another story. i got to get this down. And he's just putting it in order. And I think... Peter is helping him write that gospel. All right, so when we get through uh, really verse uh, 15, it's it's that admonition of Peter. Here, here, I'm trying to stir you. I want you to remember that. And so if we take this personally, and to me this is what's so powerful about New Testament writings, they are very personal. Uh, this is today. This yeah. isn't right, like just reading Leviticus or even even some of the uh, stories of the prophets, which were personal stories with God and the prophet. But these speak more, I think, to us yes. uh, with that emotion. So, so here is Peter now, and he's going to not clarify but justify the power that comes in these words that he shared to Mark. He's re he's reminding you, 
He's reminding, he's considering you that it's right for him to remind you. Uh, he's wanting us to be diligent. I mean, all of these things are just as necessary and proper for us today to take the heart as they were. And so beginning in verse 16, uh, you find one of the powerful, if you will, statements regarding how we got God's heart. Oh, yes. And, and Peter wants us all to know, I didn't make this up. Uh, this wasn't some myth or fable that just came from man's uh, thoughts. This came directly from the Holy Spirit. That's because men are saying that already. You can, This is 30 years, 30 years after the Lord has been crucified, mm -hmm. probably, in, in that proximity. And there's already men who did not see Christ who are saying what? Nobody's been raised from the dead. Yeah. You think about that, guys. Now, you're... Here's somebody telling you that they saw somebody who was raised from the dead, that this man was in the tomb only three days, mm -hmm. and then he's left him all of these things to say to us. They're just trying to con you guys. And so Peter is saying, that is not so. 30 years after. Three evidences, uh, I believe, Peter gives us. And so here's the way I marked it up, uh, Mark, is I saw in verse 16... He says, we saw. In other words, we were eyewitnesses. It's not myths. We saw Jesus. We saw the resurrected Lord. We saw Him. And so the first witness is through His eyes. That's right. The second witness is in verses 17 and 18. We heard. <laughs> we, we, we didn't just hear anybody speak. That's right. We heard the Father speak, and they actually... Uh, if they were at the baptism of Jesus, heard it on two occasions. Yeah, at least two occasions. But specifically in this passage, Peter says this holy mountain, he's talking about the mountain of transfiguration. That's right, and the majestic glory he yeah. called it. Yeah. This is my beloved son, uh, in whom I will... I mean, that would be one of those moments you went, okay, this yes. is the guy, and yeah. we don't need to be questioning this anymore. Especially after what Peter did on That's the right. transfiguration. We may get into that in just a minute, but... You, you just think. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That will be fun to talk yeah. about. All right. Let me get to the third okay. one, then we'll get to that. Okay, so the three witnesses uh, we saw, we heard, and then you'll notice we have confirmed via the Holy Spirit these things. The Holy Spirit has shared these words with us, and so we're not speaking by our own interpretation or even our own thoughts. These are confirmed by the Holy Spirit. So what we saw, what we heard, the Holy Spirit has confirmed. We have read. Yeah. We have read. Two of the three, or one of the three things these people could have done. They are in the process of reading Scripture. Right. They're in the process of seeing that. So they can confirm that. Sure. You can see this in Scripture. Well, now we have these other two things which only make those words even that more sure. Right. So we've seen and we've heard, and you have to take us at our word because you have read the Scripture. Well, and the idea of the Holy Spirit inspiring men, this isn't the first time that no. comes up. Peter actually alludes to that when you go to his first sermon in Acts 2, yes. uh, that even the word shared by David and the prophets came uh, from the Holy Spirit who's been sharing all this with David us. is at least two times, I think it's in 2 Samuel 23, verse mm -hmm. 2, he says, the Lord spoke by way of me, right. put words in my mouth. And then Peter, or the Lord says in Matthew 22, 
who was David talking about back in Psalms 110, where he said, I said to my Lord, your Lord is going to sit. He says, that was the Spirit, him speaking through the Spirit. So on two occasions, the Lord confirms that it was through the Holy Spirit. And, and that's important, too, when you get into the, the Word of God and you're trying to determine, okay, is this book from the Lord or is it from man? You, you can see the inspiration yes. of the Spirit, and, and specifically for Peter and Paul and David, uh, they spoke as the Spirit told yeah. them to say and, and what the Spirit told them to say. Now, uh, you'll notice that Ezekiel will actually use that same phrase, the Word of the Lord came to me saying says uh, Ezekiel Paul in Ephesians 3 says it's by the will of God he made known uh, the revelation to us and then in 1 Corinthians 2 Paul will say it is the spirit of God his mind uh, that was revealed to us so Jeremiah said he put words he built words in my mouth you know and so there's enough in the Old Testament for us to be convinced from this passage right here that the Holy Spirit was involved uh, in the writing of the Holy Spirit. Uh, all, right, all right, let's get back to what you were saying about Peter earlier. All right, uh, the evidence of we see eyewitnesses, we hear the Word of God. They're on the mountain. He hears God speak, and it kind of came at a time in which Peter probably should have been doing a little more listening than talking himself. Never. <laughs> That's what we like about Peter. He's always speaking before his mind gets in gear before his mouth or <laughs> and right, off he goes but it's interesting Lord let's make a tabernacle this is this is uh, Moses this is Elijah let's make tabernacles for each of you right here on the mouth the Lord says not so fast Peter <laughs> you listen to him which means you're not listening to the law that's Moses. Moses. You're not listening to prophets. That's Elijah. Right. You're listening to my son. Right. And and whoever wrote Hebrews is reconfirming that. Well, and, and we hear this all the time, the law and the prophets. The yeah. law and the prophets. Even Jesus on the road to Emmaus will encourage those men who are walking with him, look to the law and the prophets. Well, there's the law, Moses, yeah. the prophets. Uh, and, and then now... It's the Lord Himself speaking. Yes. This is my, my son. son. More confirmation now, not just visually, but audibly. Well, He says here on the Mount of Transfiguration, hear ye Him. Yeah, yeah. Now, He says that. He didn't yeah. say that over at the baptism with John. Correct. He, yeah. he, that He left off. But so if they heard both of those, the thing that was added on the Mount was hear ye Him. And so that's even more confirming. All right, so if we go back and just kind of recap the whole chapter, it begins with, I'm giving you everything that pertains to life and godliness. And and, and with your faith, you add these wonderful qualities. Add to your faith virtue and so forth. But do it with the Word of God. And that's where Peter leaves us. And not just the Word of God, but remembering the Word of God was inspired by God. It is, and inspiration is so important. I don't think that we should ever minimize uh, the importance uh, of the term inspiration. God inspired, God breathed. Uh, Peter is telling us here uh, that it's not of any private interpretation. Now, I think we've misused that in times past, maybe not inappropriately, because I think primarily he's saying here the person who wrote it 
doesn't have a private right, interpretation. Right, right. Uh, he, it's not God just giving him some thoughts and him going ahead and putting it down in his own words. No, it's God using him through the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit giving him his words with that person's own personality. That's so important. So John's not going to sound like Peter. Peter's not going to sound like Paul. Right. Mark's not going to sound like the other Gospels. But every bit of it is from God. So when uh, John's writing his Gospel and he kind of throws that little line in there that he outran Peter to the tomb, that was inspired by the Holy Spirit? <laughs> I think the Holy Spirit uses personality. So he's saying to John, John, that's okay. It's not going to hurt the story in it. You can go ahead and add a little fact that you could outrun Peter because I think there's probably been uh, this uh, give and take between Peter and John for a, a lot long longer than yeah, this. I think so. I, I, I think, think a lot so. longer than this. And so you can put your little dig in there uh, and that's going to be fine. But I, it's still the Holy Spirit talking. Well, even David wrote by uh, inspiration and, and Ezekiel and all of them. Paul will emphasize... You know, we were moved by the will of God. It's God who tells us yeah, what to right. say. That's right. In First Corinthians two, he says, yeah. "You know, it's, it's my spirit. It's God's spirit putting words into your mouth." And so we should never minimize the the Bible. And the further thing is, there is not then a twenty first century interpretation of Scripture. Right. This scripture was written in the first century. We see an example of what the Lord wants out of his church in the first century. And what are we supposed to be doing? We're supposed to be taking this now and interpreting it like they did in the first century because that's what God intends for us. That's a great point. Uh, indeed, first century model for a 21st century that's church, right. not a 21st century understanding of the first century church. Exactly, or, you know, they didn't have that in this day, yeah. so we can do that, we can do this. We have these good works that we think about yeah. today because they couldn't do these things in those days. And so, well, if we're doing those things, that needs to be within a context of what the Scripture tells us in principle. And that we have to emphasize that. That's what the Lord demands of us. It's We don't have our own interpretation of Scripture. On who's a better teacher? Who's a better teacher for your children? Who's a better teacher for the church than the Holy Spirit of God? Exactly. And so let the Holy Spirit do His teaching and, and accept what He says. And these are the words of God. These are the words of Christ. We have every way of believing that as far as if we examine and see the evidences in Scripture that that's exactly what he's done. And so that should be so important to us. And so what Peter says should be just as important as what the Lord says. I, we need to understand that. Because it came from the Lord. Because it came from the Lord. Well, uh, certainly a powerful and uh, you might say enduring and emphatic plea from Peter to all of us. Get in the Word and, and, and trust what the Word is telling you. They're needing to be in the Word because... They're about to be facing false teachers, false prophets, who are going to be trying to twist some things, and you need to be in the Word to understand what they're saying is not so. Yeah. And that applies certainly to us today. Well, exactly. you got anything else you want to add to this? I'm glad we got to talk about interpretation. There we go. There we go. And thank you so much for joining us on location. 
here, and this has been nice. I've enjoyed it. Hey, this is pretty nice. A little bit of road noise, but other than that, it's... I hope it's there's fun. nothing back here that's Diana's going to be upset well, with. We tried to look yeah. real good. I, I didn't as, see As far anything. as looking at our back porch, <laughs> and if it is, forgive me, please. But other than that, this has been wonderful. Yeah. I, I love this. Yeah, it's great. Well, thank you, Mark. And thank you so much for joining us, and our prayer for you and your family is that you'll continue to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God bless you. Stay in the Word, brother.